it's really fun having conservative or Republican friends because no, you. Th- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I'm just kidding. Bob wants. When to you go said bi-weekly, bi. I was like, Bob wants us to be bi. <laughs> I am putting that. That is the title of the episode, unless something beats it. Well, no, we can't. That's not actually on the show. You can't. I can't put anything on the show. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's Bob? Bob! If you call me Bogo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. (laughs) Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh my god, I can't cook. I I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning dinner. You burnt dinner. I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob just I'm there? so sorry, Be Bob. Woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> 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 hey, everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, you are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. <laughs> Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was pretty darn stupid, but it was Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my face and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You only get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I do. even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Big good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body. Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says nope. Sorry, Bob. Dang it, Ray. Thought you'd have my back. Doesn't even have the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, He's slowing go. down! Oh, no. We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality! It's <laughs> like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I need my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly Wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mech orgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> at one time. The orgasm? The 
That's hilarious. It's harder to say than mayoral. That's wicked funny. It's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jack. Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the barbecue in the freaking gunpowder, Boob Wayne. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show, yet not really morning show, a part of the far... The <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks he had to work on that. Three fucking weeks. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. Oh, wait. We're not editing this out, are we? I can put it in. Go, go. Okay. Let's just start this from the beginning. Thank you, Ryan. I want to go last. Wake up and smell... Wait. <laughs> damn it. I want to go last. What are, wait, where are we starting over from? Take it from the top. Take it from the top. Okay, all right. All right, let's do it. This is getting left in somehow. I already know it. It is. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the gunpowder and the barbecue, Boogwainians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show, yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm here at the Table of Awesome. With some of my closest of friends, starting with my one true pairing, Biffle, Ryan. <laughs> Biffle! Ryan. It's me! <laughs> Biffle! That's all I have. I just have Biffle over that's, and that's over. Hard. That's my notes for the intro. Biffle. It's, like it's, been, it's been three weeks. It's been three weeks. continually genned me from multiple episodes. I was very upset with you um, last week, Bob, because the first week you were out, you sent me like a little voicemail with your thoughts of the podcast as you were listening to the podcast. Last mm-hmm. week, we do our most controversial episode, and you don't usually like to get more controversial than like, do you like jam more than jelly? <laughs> and last week, you were doing like, can men marry men? What do you think? So I was expecting something, not so much. Well, the funny thing is, is actually, um, well, I'll share this with the listeners. Is I did send Ryan a text, which originally is what I said in a voice response text message. But my phone, like, I don't know if it was just too long because I included a lot of what Scott had said beforehand and then what Ryan had said. And, uh, it just, it didn't, wouldn't let me send it. Aww. So I decided to go ahead and just send it to you as a text. Anyway. So, but. Was that the one that ended with, and by the way, fuck you? Was that the most? <laughs> basically, basically what it was. And Aww. I want to say this first, God, I love you. Um, but what I said was, is it was a co- it was a comment based off of Brian's comment to say that that I'm being replaced by Scott. And then I said, while Scott did a very good job with the introduction, he made a major rookie mistake, and that was not smelling something in the introduction. <laughs> and as anyone knows, that was a choice. Yes, yes. I didn't try and come up with anything, so I went back to season two A, as Brian said at some point or other. Well, but that is a novice <laughs> mistake, and clearly. I am not going to be replaced anytime soon. So with that, Bob I is say, much the superior intro person. Yes, and also fuck you, Ryan, because you're an asshole. But then he put the <laughs> okay. The asshole thing is new. He just put also fuck you, and then like wow, we're and like the little blinky, you know, little smiley. I got that. Yeah. No yeah. asshole. No, I got the asshole. Anyway, so speaking mm-hmm. with, yeah, I got it too. You better not say speaking of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> the woman is pregnant. <laughs> Ryan on a day-to-day oh, yes. We also have Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing today? I'm good, Bob. That does take special talent, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, can we start a new Danielle segment? <laughs> you know what's segment? funny? No, you know what's funny? Oh, so yeah. I just like opened up um, my notes. Like, you know how on your laptop, well, at least on my Mac, it has like the little notebook so you can keep... Ch- so I have a note 
The title is Wake Up and Smell the Donuts, everybody. Welcome back to Point of View Weekly. Because <laughs> I had my little scripts on those, like, two episodes where I had to fill in for Bob. <laughs> I'd just like to start a new I segment. I deleted it. I'd like to start a new segment here, because um, Danielle is now wearing my clothes in the evening. Only at home. I would like to just do a little segment on what inappropriate t-shirt is she wearing while pregnant. So what do we have this evening? Well... It's a Cheers t-shirt, so it says drinking all day is the norm. <laughs> but don't worry, people. I don't really drink. I just drink water. <laughs> the best one so far was a friend of mine. It's in that one episode of Point of View. Oh, yeah, yeah. you came home drunk. Well, I wasn't, but I wasn't that pregnant then. No. I, I, wanna listen. I was trying to find it the other day. It's in the beginning. It's like episode six or something. Yeah, drunk was, Danielle yeah, must no, be in the, in the credits. It's probably like the one time in my life I've even been like, really. I don't. Did you drive home or did someone drive I normally you? don't drive. Or are we going to do the drinking and driving episode? Did someone yeah, drive you? I didn't drive. You didn't drive? Okay. No. Oh, by the way, can we also um, just do a little shout out to my friend Kelly, who posted in, in the thread on inappropriate shirts to wear while pregnant. She wore her husband's shirt that said, I did it for the money. <laughs> that one went. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. That one didn't get the laughs I thought it would. Speaking of doing it for the no. money, we also have <laughs> one's favorite Canadian, Scott. Scott, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well, Bob, actually. I just had some ice cream, so. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. What kind of ice cream? I was going to say, what flavor? It was, it's a vanilla ice cream bar with little almond bits in it. Mm. Oh, that's like one step better than what Ryan does, which is boring ass vanilla only. This is like the cooking with dick segment. No, that Bob, from, you have no cooking? idea, for These real. Easier to carry. Oh, do we have any vanilla? Sticks, so. Yeah. For if real. If I was having actual ice cream ice cream, it would probably be chocolate. Okay. All right, and then finally, last but not least, is our lovely producer, Sue. Sue, how are you? I am good. I'm a little cooler than it's been the last few days because it only got to 85 today instead of 97. Ugh, oh, God. So Stuck in the heat wave. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're at 105, but still. <laughs> am I at 105? Let's check. No, actually, we're only at 93 right now. It's actually, like, super cool. Like, I might go put on a sweater. How is, um, how's Bonnie? She's hurting. Aww, I'm worried that she's not thing. drinking. Sue's having the worst week. I know, you're not having a good week. With I'm not having a good week. Yeah, no. Got, first we lost the cat, and then oh, poor Bernie. Uh, Bonnie got sick, and then this afternoon I heard the chickens just go batshit crazy, and I went out to see what was going on, and there was a coyote at the fence. Oh, God. You get so then I learned something. She's putting the, al- she's putting the alpacas out. Yeah, because they'll scare them away. I didn't know that. The alpacas, I didn't know what the, I thought they like ate grass. They don't seem very yeah, intimidating. They're a, lot, they're a lot bigger. They were intimidated by Sue's 70 year old mother was like, whoa, and they were running for their lives. This is a coyote. But coyotes are small. Wait, what sound did that make, Ryan? And she was like, and she was like chasing them. It was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like mini Sue. Oh, can I just do a quick PSA before I forget? In the past, when I've Epic used... Launcher. Yes. Uh, now, can I just point out, Bob brought up 17 things before the podcast. We got delayed 30 minutes trying to get through it all. I say, what? Matter. We're not live anymore. It's fine. It's true. Although we don't edit, so it's like we are. Now, I've had some issues with Skype, where every time I log in to do the podcast, I get inundated by Russian mail-order brides trying oh. to be my Skype friend. Lord. So I've started to do this new thing where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out to you on the podcast, and if you're a real person and you want to be my Skype friend, <laughs> you just have to contact me additionally, and I will, I will approve you. So this is a shout out to Honey Bear Bunny 97. 
I don't think that's a real person. If you're listening, email me at Ryan no, at firefickweekly.com and no, we will no. get you set up. No. No, no, no. Well, then wow. I have a question too because I just got a message from one of our Pufflanians who said, do we know a Loris Brinkman through Puffla? Because apparently um, they're being Sent friend requests as well. So, do we know a Loris? Paging Loris Binkman. Please report to the main office. Brinkman. Loris Brinkman and Honey Bear Bunny 97. You guys sound like Moe at Moe's Bar. Please contact us. Sarah Dick Hardigan here. Dick Hardigan. Since we're we're on the whole random Skype uh, thing, I I was going to ask, I was going to add to the list. There's someone like Awa Kitty Bella. Which sounded like very much like someone who could be a part of Potterfic Weekly, I imagine. But then I somehow went through Skype and activated their their contact profile, and it is a young woman who is pulled up her shirt wearing a bra. And I somehow don't think that is someone from the Booba community. No, probably, probably not. Probably not. So mm. they're officially getting banned. Who do you have, Daniel? For what? Over here. Do you have For any Skype, Skype friends? I. No. And the young men? No. Bob wants you to be bi. And the young women? I got nothing. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyone to be bi. I got nothing. Scott has weighed in on marriage equality. But, I don't want anyone to be bi. No, but like, Make I, a I'm, I'm like hardly on Skype. I don't know if that's why. I, 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 got, I got nothing. Well, never mind. No, you told Never mind. So I, I looked have through looked... the um, backlog of POV. It looks like yeah, Danielle's first episode was eight. But where's the, the one where she was drunk? That's the one we're looking She kind of paraded in. It was like, hello! <laughs> it was the funniest yeah, thing ever. <laughs> My kitchen so is fabulous! Yeah, that was it. Was that, mm. that what she became officially a host on the show? No. Yeah, she, she was a sub-host on... Um, she was a sub-host until Bob sent me that message saying, I think she brings a lot to the podcast, and when she's here, you talk less. Yeah, so because I, I can kick you under the table and be like, shut up! And remember we had the mug meeting? We're like, our emblem is a mug that says four podcast hosts. Now she's number five. What are we going to do? And they're like, technically she wasn't a puffle host. Yeah, it wasn't. So we can still get away sure. with it. So This is true. <laughs> we had to have a meeting about the mug. Alright, so I'm trying, I think we should do an abbreviated shoot the shit segment because we need to get into our main topic tonight. But the one thing I just wanted to say is I know Bob's favorite book in the world in the last year was. I was hoping Bob would <laughs> Ready Player right One. Ready Player oh, One. I say something. Yes, Ready Player One. Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. And he has a new book, which is coming out in seven days. Do not let Goodreads fool you because they told me it was out today and I fell off the couch. It's not out for seven days. It's exciting. It is called Armada, and the movie rights have already been purchased before the book was published. Wait, but like, when is Ready Player One even going to be made into a movie? I don't know. I mean, sometimes they buy the rights and they kind of crazy. Kinda let them sit. Yeah, they buy the rights and it sits for years. Wow. So the new book is called Armada. It looks excellent. Um, I read like the little preview or the, or the dust jacket um, preview of it, and it just it sounds like it's in the same spirit and fun of Freddy Player One. So, we'll also, I hope I hope everyone is reading. I know I know Ryan and Sue and myself are reading, but I hope you guys are reading Melinda Leo's fic. Melinda Leo's new fic. It's up to chapter four today. It is excellent. Yes. Hmm. I'm reading far enough too much Harry Potter fan fiction at the moment. I will eventually attempt. You're reading too much? Well, I, I mean, it's really good. It's, it's Melinda. I'm sending him 
sending me. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, Bob, I got a new one shot for you. Are you. Tell me if you're interested. I actually, I know you won't let me do it because it's actually NC 17. It's Minerva oh, and Neville. Ah! Oh, God. Is that the one you tried oh, to send come me? On. And actually, literally, what happens is Minerva gets crucioed to the point that she loses her memory and they have to hide her in the room of requirement and the only person that knows that she's there is Neville because all the other teachers that knew that she was there put their memories in a pensive so that Snape couldn't, you know, read their minds and find out where she was. And she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know she's a teacher. She doesn't know... She doesn't know she's 80? She doesn't know if she's 80. <laughs> like... And yeah, they have a feeling. <laughs> or however old wow. she is, she's old. I read oh, it. It was my kind of goodness, funny. and it's right in the it's right in the time limit. So you know we could do it. Well, it it, it, well, there actually. Let me tell the story real quick. Um, so there was one. This is back when I used to work for a large uh, hardware company, where I had to be at work at six o'clock every single morning. But apparently, uh, one particular day they scheduled me differently, or I was off or something. But I went to work, and I wasn't supposed to be there, so I came home, and then I sat in front of my computer, and I'm sitting there reading this. I don't usually read Ron Hermione. Like I was trying to find Ron, like like normally, but I was trying to find a, a story for Spellcast, mm. and I didn't catch the fact that it was like NC seventeen. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> what tipped you off? Well, oh, well to, I'll get to that. And basically, <laughs> so it's like I remember thinking to myself, like I was reading, I was like, "This is like the best Hermione characterization I've ever read in a story ever." Like, it was just, it was a really good story. Oh, God, this happened to Jen once. And so basically, Uh-oh. oh, no, it's better than this. Oh, God. Uh, Take it down. Jen had had it running with Slash. Now, this is this is a far removal of disturbing. Um, so basically, so they have some date or whatever, and then they go into the bedroom for the night. And I'm like, oh, clearly we're following them into the bedroom for the night. And we proceed to partake in activities such as rim jobs and pegging. And I remember, like, <laughs> which one is the pegging? I know what the rim job is, but I'm unfamiliar with pegging. <laughs> I don't well, know what either right. of them are, so that's all right. You're, okay, we are an explicit podcast. I said asshole four times, yeah. and there was a few fucks as well. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so basically, uh, close your ears, little children. Uh, no, uh, basically, my under- to my understanding, <laughs> my understanding uh, is that pegging is when a a woman wearing a um, Phallic no. object um, penetrates the man <laughs> with said phallic. Oh, I was picturing like a peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you had a peg I leg like, upstairs. I was like, no. where is he going to be going with this? <laughs> so, so yes, that's a phallic. <laughs> or can, does she have to wear a patch while she does it? At least the funny part to me was is at six o'clock in the morning I was half asleep and all I could care about was how great the characterization for Miney was despite sure, you know, all of the sexual <laughs> things. Um because is that how Hermione would handle a rim job in the canon? Is Hermione that, is apparently in charge. Is that was that you like this is really true of the canon? Joe would approve of this? Like what was it that, because uh Josh uh, from Spellcast uh, was online at the time, being that he was Australian, so he's kind of winding down for the evening. I was like, mate, I found the best story with the best <laughs> characterization for Herm- Hermione. You have to read this. He's like, okay. 
And so I send it to him. And he's like, oh, God, what have you just sent me? <laughs> I was like, isn't the characterization good? And he's like, screw you, man. <laughs> I was so half asleep, but yet so amused with myself. that. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. That's what oh. he... I don't know if I have a story that can top the, the rim job. No. Rim job and pegging. Can, oh, well, I... can you say rim job on iTunes? I'm, th- my, I'm still thinking about the no, episode. My, my brother and his <laughs> wife... <laughs> They recently went to Canada. They went I thought you were going to say no, they no, recently went. No, they went. No, they went to, <laughs> no, they he does went, have a strep throat. They went to Toronto. I think it was Toronto, they were. right? Yes. And um, they went to a, a donut shop. <laughs> the name of the shop was Glory Holes. <laughs> that was still my favorite thing Which about meeting funny. Julia and Mr. Julia. Was like, he was unaware of where the Glory Hole was. She's like, I'll tell you in the car. Well, he was, like, posting pictures of all the donuts, which really did yeah. look great. And I'm like, why is nobody commenting on the name of this donut shop? Yeah, I forgot like to drive Sue by it when we went to Salem, Massachusetts, but uh, right around the corner from the Harry Potter shop I brought you um, to Sue was Bunghole Liquors. <laughs> should have brought you by. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already picked up our butterbeer, so we didn't need anything else. No, we didn't need anything but bungholes in it. And Sue has blue uh, donuts. And, and I have uh, to do donuts. And they're uh, they're wonderfully shaped. Uh, oh, oh yes. Oh yes. right. Cream. Cream. <laughs> of course. That's serious. Like, yeah. Anyway. It, it's mostly for the the newlywed bride to be. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're going back to the Jack and Joel party we had in your head, aren't you? No. Didn't know. Okay. I was trying to think of a funny joke, but nothing was. I only have a story about my. Coming to me. I only have a story about my electric bill, so I got yeah. nothing. So. Oh, but um, yeah. So what else? Oh yeah, I just wanted to say we've been watching John Adams, and it's really good. I don't know the if you guys have seen it. Is addictive. John Adams, HBO, uh, two thousand eight mini miniseries. Is it from two thousand eight? Two thousand eight. Uh, Laura Linney is as Abigail yeah. Adams. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is, is uh, John yes. Adams. Um, it's really good. Never well, said. it's interesting because they... It's, it's not 100% accurate, but it's They're good. walking the line trying to tell his life in eight creative segments and still have it be interesting. So if they go too far dramatically, its attack is not historically accurate. So they're, they're trying to lean towards historically accurate. So episode three is the eight years of John Adams' life where absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. It's like the American Revolution's happening and he's in... France the whole time, yeah. so it's like it's he like misses the American Revolution. He actually missed the entire he's American He did, and then because the character <clears throat> it tells us the characters' lives over sixty years, and they just started randomly aging in like episode three. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> they were fine. Yeah, they're all like yeah that that episode was a little bit too jumpy. Was I was like, like she kind of looks like Marge Simpson. Well, like you have Abigail at the beginning of the episode, she looks all great, and I'm like, by the end of the scene, I'm so like, like she randomly right? now has gray hair. This so is it's, weird. It's just kind of like Beltrix. Yeah. But although I mean, overall, it's good. I think we're like more than halfway through it. We are. We're, th- we're to. What did they do? Seven episodes or eight? something? Well, we're to. Know. We're to the election of 1794. If that helps. Yeah. So we got that, and we don't want to talk about my electric bill. The guy that plays George Washington looks freakishly. No, it's really creepy. No, it's really creepy in it. For those of you who have seen the last ship, there's an there's a character who's kind of like a typhoid, nary, creepy, creepy, creepy guy. That actor plays John Quincy Adams. Yeah. And uh, John Adams' oldest daughter gets engaged to his secretary, who's Moriarty. 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 In from Sherlock. Sherlock. And he plays it. Like, you know how Moriarty's just really creepy, and he talks in this very I think that's just voice. the guy's voice. It's the, but, but basically, 
John Adams' secretary is now a psychopath. No. And I'm like, get away from him! He's going to assassinate you! No, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No. Moriarty is... Okay, Bob's going... But it's on... Mm-hmm. Is it on, is it on Netflix or Bob's is it on Amazon? Groups. It's on it's Amazon on, Prime. It's probably on Amazon Prime. If anybody Prime. has Amazon Prime, you can you can go. It. You can go watch it. Spoilers. It's pretty cool. Spoilers. Check he hasn't been assassinated. So, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I ordered the Thrilling Adventure Hour. How is it? Did you watch it? I just finished it this afternoon, and I have to tell you about it because the um, Beyond Belief episode is the episode with the, um, crap, no, I can't remember what it is, with the dolls. Oh, no, the one with that weird owl. Robbie the, um, Robbie the Rough House. That is, like, one of my favorite episodes. I'll I'll tell you why. I was like, I have to tell her about it because it was... And they literally bring everybody out on stage. That is excellent. Out, yes. And they're like beating each other over the head with scripts and stuff like that. It was really funny. The, the, and, uh, the part of the Walsh, episode, the part Walsh, of the episode that's, oh, who? Walsh. Oh, nice. Wash. Wash. She said Walsh. Walsh. Um, <laughs> I think the part of the episode that, um, that like sells me and Ryan on that one is when Sadie is like yelling at all the little Robbie Ruffhousers to like, Stop playing with things. She's like, you're going to break that. And all of a sudden you hear like breaking glass. And Sadie's just like, like she gets so mad. <laughs> I've just done it now. I love it. And I love like how Paul F. Tompkins does like the little, he like makes his voice like high pitch. And he's like, Sadie, my love. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so. The, uh, the guy that comes in and starts it all is... Um, Clark Gregg from Marvel's Agents of the Shield. Nice. Cool. I should, we should just buy this DVD. He's hysterical in it because he's like all jumpy and twisty and he's talking really fast and he's shaking and he does. So it was really fun. And that's then awesome. there's a bunch of commentary, but I didn't have time to watch all the commentary. Oh, that's so fun though. And the I thrilling, agree. the um, Sparks Nevada one is the musical one. Nice. So I get to watch Nate's insane. I always like that. Oh, and speaking of, and I want to know if you guys saw this, but I just listened to a panel review um, on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and they said that on Castle, on a fairly recent episode, but you know, who knows how long ago they were actually mm-hmm. recorded this, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that he and the woman, I, I don't know her name. Stana. Uh, Stana Kadic? Kadic, I don't know how you say Oh, uh, Beckett. Kate Beckett. Yeah, he and Beckett are walking along, and they've got Starbucks coffees in their hands. Yep. And they reach out, and they tap their coffees together, and they make the ting from Thrilling Adventure. Did I miss that? Because we're caught up on Castle. We probably missed the clink. Did I miss that? We probably probably missed the the clink. And they were like, so is that, like, a a shout-out to us or not? We don't know. We have to ask him. (laughs) That's fun. That's pretty cool. I'll have to go look for that. Bob's in the coma right now. Bob's like, oh, that's the noise Bob makes. When we go off script and he's uncomfortable, it's like, oh! Uh, I wasn't making any sounds for the record, but okay. I'm pretty that's sure that's a riot exaggeration. Hold it. Well, Ryan likes to, Ryan Ryan likes to exaggerate. Small things and make really big things out of them. That's oh, yes, Bob. Right. Welcome to my life. Speaking of, where's my pen gone? Where's your, you lost so, your pen? You were losing. You're the worst there. Hufflepuff. I'm, I'm not a particularly good fighter. You lose everything. He is not a good fighter. Well. I learned that while I was there. Right? So he loses his key. Well, here's a pen. No, that's my pen. Oh, my Take, God. Give it back. 
How do I lose a pen? I can't make a Star Trek character without a pen. Oh, it's right here. Oh my god. Found the pen. All right. I literally have. I think we need someone to explain what we're doing tonight because. Someone needs to talk to us like we're dumb and explain. <laughs> well, you sound like you enjoy that. <laughs> and explain. My favorite activity. This. Uh... I don't know what we're doing because I'm not the DM, so we should okay. hand it over to our DM. Okay. So yeah. we're going to attempt to play fate, a fate accelerated game, and we are going to be playing. In a Star Trek universe, yes. and I think we're going to try to lean more towards next generation, maybe Deep Space I'd say Deep Space. I think we decided, would it be better to be a little bit past right. Deep Space, I think, by uh, like a couple years? I think I'm probably the, the biggest Trekker, Trekkie, I want to say Trekkie, but it's Trekker, um, in a group. Uh, when you're looking at the timelines of the series, just the series, not looking at like the non-canon stuff, um, next generation... Deep Space Nine and Voyager is one clump of 14 years. Right. And um, you can kind of put yourself anywhere in there, but I would probably suggest going towards the end of it because Deep Space Nine had a lot of the best uh, characterizations and it's also, it leaves things open-ended so we can push the storyline in different directions and not be saddled by what you're going to have resolved from the series. So I would probably start... Maybe you had mentioned before, maybe like twenty three seventy eight or something. Yeah, so Star Trek uh, season one of TNG was twenty three sixty four. So add fourteen years to that. Yeah, we'll be around twenty three seventy eight around the time of the seventh season of Deep Space Nine. I'd even probably say move it like a year ahead and make it uh, right after canon stopped. Um, I would probably go right there. I actually forget when. So th- is that seventy seven or seventy nine? Uh, we can go twenty three seventy nine. I mean, the only thing is, Star Trek Nemesis came out after that, but that was a terrible movie, so no one would really care. <clears throat> um, the pocketbooks and the Star Trek um, MMO game kind of filled in more canon beyond that, but I haven't read them, so I don't really feel particularly well, bound by that. And I, you know, I don't know enough that I'm going to be able to keep up with any of that, so we're going to play this fairly loosey goosey. Okay. Okay. Um, this is just kind of to have fun in, in a little bit of this universe. So, uh, what you get from I going, yeah, have the wrong spaceships, but I'm going to do some research and, and I do have some people that are supposed to be helping me. So we'll see what happens. What you had happened in the canon is, um, TNG Voyager was off on the other side of the galaxy. So yeah, we don't they, care they, about they Voyager, really but um, TNG, <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had more characters on from TNG because they had no story ideas. Um, yeah. TNG brought you the expanded the Romulans from the original series, the Cardassians, introduced the Ferengi, which is oh, horribly. You got the Borg, you got some other races, but what Deep Space Nine brought was it brought the Bajorans, it brought the expanded the Cardassians, created the Maquis, the Dominion, definitely the Breen. So there's a lot of different alien races that they really fleshed out. So I think a lot of the different aliens that we're talking about I feel like they characters, redeemed I feel like they redeemed the Ferengi too. Well the Maquis were made for Voyager, but they're really mm-hmm. they really got their plot lines from Deep Space Nine. So I think that um, there's different ways the to do the Jem'Hadar, the Jem'Hadar. The, so there's, there's a lot going on. There's there. a lot of different characters um, and depending on how we want to do this and what we kinda want to do tonight, I think is um, try and help each other pull our characters together rather than just... For those of us that need help, it sounds like Bob's yeah. character might be fully realized, which is great. I but like ours aren't. Shit. We're open to I'll, suggestions. If, if, okay. Because right. I don't want to like make you make I'll your be character Captain something Courageous you don't want. If, yeah. 20 yeah. years of backstory, but that's about it. <laughs> what? 
You cannot. Oh be God. I cannot be Captain Courageous. You know, there's a guy named you know, there's a guy named Gus Courageous who's like a brilliant military mind who can't get the job because no one will have a Captain Courageous. Um, so where if we go with twenty three seventy eight, we have um, the, the the galaxy has just um, seen a major war end. So there's a right. lot of civilizations are on kind of the brink. The Cardassians have essentially collapsed and they're mm-hmm. they're turning in on themselves almost like the Germans did after World War One. You have the Dominion defeated, you have the Breen defeated, you have the Klingons and the Federation heavily damaged. So that's if we come in around 2378, 2379, that's where we are. Um Bajor is still now the member of the Federation, because I know Danielle was looking at the Bajorans. They so from what I researched, they okay. They um Applied for Federation membership, and it was accepted in 2373, but they didn't join. What happened was, and just... Right away, because if you're not a Star Trek fan... Because Cisco told them to stand alone. Yeah, Deep Space Nine is built around this alien race called the Bajorans, which is a culture that was um, captured for 60 years, and they were recently um, set free. 40 40 years. years. And they were recently set free, and the Federation moved in to kind of help them rebuild. And his job was to get them to join the Federation, which is where... Our characters are from. It's the Universal, you know, Earth Club. And uh, at one point, they're about to join the Federation. He's done a great job. They've recovered. They're, they're ready to stand with us. And he knows war is coming. And he is warned that by characters off, off screen that if they were to join the Federation and the war begins, the Federation can't protect them. And as a Federation member, they would be destroyed. So he cautions them to turn down the membership, which they've actually been striving for. So do we even know if they've joined? It never is resolved by the end of the series because it was one of those episodes where they end the war in the last five minutes of the last episode and they just never tell you, but presumably they could then join. So that, so if you want to be a Bajoran character in the Federation, that's something that you can. But there are Bajorans in Starfleet. Yes, so, there's I mean, a, um, it works because you have Ensign Rowe. Yeah, Ensign I mean. Rowe, um, played by the same, uh, Michelle Forbes, who mm-hmm. plays, um, Admiral Kane on Battlestar. She, um, started in the next generation. She's a Bajoran. So, um, I think she's the only Bajoran in Starfleet that I can think of at the moment, but it's never said, like, she's the only one. I'm sure there are more. Right. But I can't picture any off the top of my head right now. Um, but presumably, depending on how old your character is, she could have joined Starfleet because Bajor was oppressed. So she instead, well, when Bajor was occupied, a lot of people fled. So, so they she ended up, fled, they, yeah. you know, they could have fled to another planet. They could have fled to Earth. Right. I mean, you don't know. They they basically a lot of Bajorans scattered rather than be occupied. Yeah. So I mean, that's that the thing. Be, My character's background could be wide open. Yeah, or you like could it's make, kind of tough to like figure out where. And is there any issue with that? Because if you fled and, and your world was liberated anyway, are you mm-hmm. looked down upon for not saying and helping for running? And yeah, everything? but if you go and you join Starfleet, for instance, I mean, what if you then right? You, then you know, you're, you're trying to get back, right? And the thing about the show is that Bajor wasn't liberated because they beat them. Bajor was liberated because of politics, and it was decided we'll move out of the system now. It's not worth it. So the, the, the Cardassians chose to I was going to say, they, they chose to And it was, kind of, it was probably part of some negotiation. Hey, you give up that planet, we'll give you this one. So, but they weren't kicked out. I mean, the Bajorans were insects compared to... I mean, the Bajorans did obviously have a rebellion, but they right. had... But, I mean, by and large, aggravating. they yeah. were... It was aggravating, but they yeah. weren't gonna... It wasn't the British and the... And right. The, so I think it's an inter- that's probably an interesting time. So you want to be a tr- you want to be a you want to be a 
Bajoran. Bajoran, okay. Mm-hmm. Our basic so, idea right. is we're going to be the bridge crew of a starship. Okay. Or are we yes. on a? Are we on a space station? We can be. A, we can either def- one, but I mean, maybe yeah. if we want to go places. On a starship is going to be a little bit easier because then you can something could happen to the ship, yeah yeah or something could you could go down to the planet yep that works all of that kind we of can thing. have so episodes like, on a station if we want to do yep. some station centric yeah I mean, yep you can go to a station for shore leave or yeah or right or right whatever. and what. Yeah, one thing to put to point out too is if we place it after a major war, you have to look at what usually happens right after wars end. And you had um, during the war there were a lot of canon references to personnel shortages, people getting promoted through the ranks very quickly. You know, you, you can't have you know an experienced first officer. That guy needs to command his own ship because we're running out of captain. So you kind of have people pulled in positions where they're not probably meant to be. And then I'm sure you have a lot of people dead, so they need to fill a lot of the positions. Um, you probably have a lot of people resign from Starfleet because they want to do something else. So I'm, I'm sure that could somehow work into it, where maybe you have someone on the ship who isn't great officer material, but they kind of are relaxing the standards a little bit. Maybe it's someone who is a member of the Maquis. That, yeah, or you could have someone who is... Um, like, one thing I was even thinking was there was... Um, this is actually the plot of Voyager, which went absolutely nowhere, was that they had these people who um, the Federation gave away their planet to the Cardassians, who are not great aliens. And they said, well, this is our home. We've lived here for seven generations. You know, you're just basically saying we're on the, the wrong side of the border now. We're going to stay and fight for our homes. And Starfleet says, well, we forbid you to do that. And they all turn in their commissions and they end up fighting like guerrilla warfare against the Cardassians, and they're known as the Maquis, and um, they're essentially freedom fighters. And during the run of Deep Space Nine, they eventually get um, wiped out, but the people they were fighting against have also now been defeated, so there's no real point in having the Maquis anymore. So you probably have a lot of people who turn their backs on Starfleet, who went off and did their own thing, and now maybe instead of being put in prison for mutiny or for treason, are now being welcomed back because we need to give people jobs. <laughs> We yeah. people with experience. Yeah, yeah. So you could, but so how is that person going to be regarded by the crew if they're now back and they did this horrible thing and got a slap on the wrist and outrank them? So that could actually be interesting. So basically, it's like the Slytherins uh, running during the mm. final battle, but Horace comes back with a few. There was a TV show on in the 90s where they ran through mayors like once a season, like every mayor, something terrible happened to them. So they had this criminal in one episode who was played by um, Marley Matlin. I'm talking about Picket Fences. Picket Fences. Uh, the, the, she's the deaf actress. Yeah. She's in everything. They ma- Her community service is they make her mayor because they can't uh, keep anyone no in the one job. Else wants the job. So that could be the thing. You know, you're either going to the prison or you're going to be the captain of this ship. Yeah. Because we have no Well, you know, that happens a lot. Yeah. So basically, just as an overview about the story. Mm-hmm. Because we're all going to tell the story together. So what you need to think about as we're getting into this and starting to tell the story is you need to kind of have to put yourself into your character's shoes and think about what they would do. And if what they would do is a stupid thing or, you know, isn't necessarily going to be the best thing, that's okay because that helps make the story better. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they make poor decisions. And the other thing, and this is 
the important thing is that you have to think about how we're telling the story and you want to try to think, okay, if I do this, it's going to make the story better or more interesting or exciting or funny or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to make those kind of choices. So like when we did the oars, uh, Daniel's oar fell off the roof in the <laughs> trash can. Yes, I did. She said roof. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of thing, because that was funny. I mean, it wasn't funny because you technically got hurt, but that was kind of a funny part of the, the whole thing. That so was a bad, that was a bad roll of the dice. It was a bad roll of the dice. I mean, why, why don't we just Not pick on so Nigel blowing up the plumbing? Yeah, that was a bad story to say. That was a bad story to say. It worked, didn't it? <laughs> you almost killed, killed Ron. Ron. It worked, didn't it? <laughs> I was generous. I should have killed Ron. The amount of water that, considering how long it took for you guys to get down there. I know, it was pretty bad, right? You should have been dead. But I, for the sake of story, kept him alive. Oh. Did he fall off a broom? Uh, me? Yeah. No, I didn't fall off. I thought you got shot off a broom. No. Oh, she I was, I made it. All right. See, you made it, he made it, everybody made it. All right, anyway. So, Are we, we wanting to um, play this on something like Roll20 or the like, so we can do like the online dice rolls? Because I don't have fudge dice. Neither do I, but I have regular dice, and I think all you need are three. Yeah, I would uh, have to find some somewhere, because I don't think I have enough six-sided dice. You don't even have six-sided dice? They use weird dice. Fate uses weird dice. It's plus, negative, and blank. Um, empty space, blank. But basically, um, they're expensive, as I recall. That's why I didn't buy them. But if you have... So you're always rolling four dice. And so if you roll a one or a two, it's like a negative. If you roll a five or a six, it's a plus. And if you roll... The three and the four, then that's the blank. And I don't have that right in front of me, so I'm not positive that's the exact breakdown. But it's something like that, and I can find that. Okay. We could but also we just could. do uh, an online dice roller thing. Mm -hmm. there, there are pages that do that. Right. Um, and that's fine yeah. with me. And we could do, um, if Bob will give me a... Uh, you know, a little tutorial on how to play with Rule 20, I don't mind doing a Rule 20 kind of thing, too. So we can we can do that, too. We'll figure something out with that. Now, I just have a question about my character for a second. I'm trying to think here about the type of character I want to I want to be in this. And the character I came up with, based on something Bob just said, is almost exactly like a character that actually exists in canon who was in one episode. And had kind of the backstory that I want for my character. Okay. Could I be that person? I don't see why not. So we can be someone from canon. Like, obviously, you don't want to be Captain Picard, but you can be someone from canon who is pre-established. I want to be Captain Kirk. <laughs> was that, like, Boston Captain Kirk? What was that? I don't know. Um, so do you want to use his name, too, or do you just want to take his I character? I kind of want, what it is, is it's a character from canon one episode, and this can be kind of like what happens to him ten years later, because he's last seen in 23-16-9, so this would be him about ten years later, and 
I think a lot of the stuff I want to put into the character's backstory exists in this guy. If I couldn't be him, I could be, like, his kid. But, like, it makes more sense to actually be him. What's his character's name? Uh, his name is Benjamin Maxwell. And he is in... Captain Maxwell. Captain Maxwell. Well, Captain Maxwell is in um, an episode of uh, TNG uh, called The Wounded. And season four? I believe it's season four. It's the first appearance of the Cardassians. And I, it's actually on Netflix if you guys want to see it, because you'll get a really good well, now I have to watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But the plot one. of the episode is that um, the Cardassians are kind of the menacing neighbors next door. Right. And the episode begins with them attacking the Enterprise without provocation. And when Captain Picard kind of kicks their ass because their ships aren't very strong, they say, well, we're at war with you. Of course we're going to attack your ship. He's like, what do you mean we're at war? A Federation ship has gone rogue and is invading Cardassian space, blowing up anything in sight. And the ship is captained by Captain Benjamin Maxwell, who is the former captain of um, Colmini's character, Chief O'Brien, who runs the transporter. So they bring they bring Chief O'Brien up to the bridge. What's going on? Your former captain's going crazy. And basically, the plot of the episode is that the Cardassians come aboard the Enterprise. It's um, the, 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 I'm blanking on his name at the moment, but it's the same actor who plays Gal Dukat, uh, Mark Alamo. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, uh, Mark Alamo. Alamo. Yep. Um, and their mission is: they're Captain Picard to keep the peace is going to go into Cardassian space and hunt down this rogue captain. Played, whose name is Benjamin Maxwell, and it's the story of why he's doing this and what happens to him and and, and what Picard will do to keep the peace. And it's, it's a really, really good episode. And wow, I really don't remember that. You're kind of you, you don't. It's it's Chief O'Brien. So he's human. He's human. Mm-hmm. He's human, and um, it's it's a really good episode. And I'd love to kind of pick him up ten years later. It's okay with me. I mean, I. Don't- I yeah. Like, you know, I, I've got another idea, not to like yep. anybody else, but I like the idea of using pre-existing characters within the canon, potentially. It's hard if it's um, like a like you can't like if you were to be it like would be hard for me, Commander Riker or something. It's kind of hard, but there are a lot of one-shot like, characters. Like you know, obviously, like that'd be kind of ridiculous having Riker or Picard or any of that. But like, kind of like those like one-off characters that never get really mentioned ever again. They're are a few who were kind of left out there who have really good stories, I think, to be picked up on, depending on how you do it. Um, I think that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, either either way, I but I think this is fine. Yeah, or if you have someone that you want to be, like you said, there's not a lot of Bajorans who are... Well, all the Bajorans yeah. that we have there's are one. just very prominent. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to be Kira, I don't want to be... Row, I am. Row is left hanging. Yeah, I know Row is left hanging, but she's. I don't know. That's the thing. Like there was a. She's ca- very strongly characterized, and I'm not sure that was the direction. There's there's a great character um, from. They did an episode called Lower Decks on the last year of the Next Generation. The plot line was instead of having the episode be about the main crew, it's about the like the ensign and the and the and the guy who tends the bar and like all mm-hmm. these other characters you never see. And they brought the character onto that one who by the end of the episode um, is killed in action, but you never find the body. It's one of those oh. deals. So they've always said they were always tempted to bring her back, but then it would kind of lessen the impact of her yeah, time. So right. I mean but she's still out there. There's a lot of interesting characters if you wanted to pull someone original from it. Um 
So, okay, well, um... It is not you. Danielle, is there somebody that you were already thinking about, though? Like, canon-wise? Not canon-wise. Did, did you kind of have a character in your mind already? Um, vaguely. I mean, I wanted... I think I wanted to definitely go with uh, being Bajoran. Um, it's it's an interesting race to me, um, just given their background. And there's a lot of different ways the character could go because, like I said before, occupied Bajor, you know, a lot of people stayed. So my character could have been one of the ones under occupation. She also could have been one that fled to another, to another planet. That opens up like a whole nother, like what planet did she go to? Where was she raised? And, and, and what connections did she make? And then I'm trying to think like if she's in Starfleet, chances are she did flee because I'm not sure, you know, Bajor wouldn't have been in the Federation. I mean, they're not part of the Federation, so they're not, you know, I, I'm thinking she probably would have had to be one of the ones that fled. Bajors at this point, where we're picking up, will have been uh, liberated for about... Only about 11 years. Actually, they were, we're liberated earlier. in we're 69. 20, yeah, we're... Was, was that actually So, 69? I'm sorry, not even, um, not even 69, 10 years. Yeah, it was not liberated in 69, yeah, so it's... I think it's like 23, 75, 76, actually. We have to play with the timeline. It's whenever uh, DS9. They were liberated, uh, according it to hasn't been 23, long. 69. It hasn't been, it's barely been enough time for you to go through the academy. So it's Right. Not so I'm thinking, like, she probably would have fled. Um, so. Re-listen to a podcast, and Ryan will know a little bit about this, and Alex has just joined us again, so beware of noise. Um, but, and I'm going to get who they were messed up, I'm sure. But it was like a Romulan and, okay, who was, who did the Romulans hate? The Klingons. Klingons? Nah, it wasn't a Klingon. Uh, Kardashians? Uh, was Car- Kardashians? Oh, the Karda- God. Oh, God. Kardashians are the ones that occupied Bajor. Yes. The, they the, occupied uh, Bajor. No. Okay, so anyhow, basically what happened was there was an invasion. The family was killed. But a baby was left. And so the occupying force took the baby because they thought, well, you know, what better way to humiliate people? But they raised this child as their own. Mm-hmm. And so now he has gone back to his people as like a liaison, but he was raised by. Worf. You're thinking of. Um, I'm not. It's, it's not uh, Worf. Dr. Are you thinking of um, Hidden Frontier? Yes. What's what's the Doctor Hanglar is the character. Doctor, it's, yeah, it was the guy in the finale of Doctor Hanglar. I haven't listened to I haven't listened to it yet, but it was someone from Canon. Yes. Well, Hanglar's. Okay, so this might not be actual Canon. No. Okay, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> what I'm saying is the concept was really interesting. So you could be a Bajoran baby. That had been, you know, well, the family was killed, was raised by another species right. as their own, and now has come back to the Federation, wanting to reconnect with your Bajoran side, and having that conflict of, okay, these are the people that raised me, and these are my family, but these are the people that I belong to. I'm not saying you have to do that, I'm just throwing mm-hmm. that out as an idea of something that 
Right. Like, that's actually something similar to what I was thinking. Well, the the only thing is, though, with Bajor is because they're not really... We don't know if they're part of the Federation, so I'm not sure there would be a strong... I think we can, They wouldn't probably have a strong presence in Starfleet. They um, might... I mean, because they, they're kind of... It, it's an in-name only thing. So for the run of Deep Space Nine, the, they work with us. We're on the same station. They, they, they we man the same controls. They just have a different uniform. They have a different chain. You know, the chain of command is kind of blurred, and it's kind of like a hybrid one. What will happen if they join the Federation is that they will all be issued Starfleet uniforms. They will get Starfleet ranks. They will be integrated mm-hmm. properly into the chain. Of command. But if a Bajoran at any point in Deep Space Nine flew over the Starfleet Academy and tried to sign up, they could go about the standard process. Right. Like Nog did. Nog was right. a Ferengi yeah. bartender and he became a mm-hmm. he became a Starfleet officer. Um so Danielle's character does have a name. Okay. <laughs> Ryan found this um Star Trek name generator, not the one that Bob used or was it because that one didn't do Bajoran, so I was very disappointed. I actually didn't use Bajoran. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Briefly, thank you, Sky. I appreciate you showing it to me. But most of the names that it came up with were ridiculous. <laughs> well, so yeah, we found one that actually would do Bajorans, and what it would do is you type your name in, and it gives you your name <laughs> if you were Bajoran. Yeah, that's the one I did. Okay, so but I actually liked it. Um, so the thing with. Bajorans is their surname comes first. Yes. So um, the first name is actually the last name. <laughs> but anyway, the name it gave me was um, Alanis Tyrell or Tyrell. I'm not sure how you say the last A-L. name. A L E N I S. And then technically her first name would be T A R E L. And the name, <laughs> this was what sold me on it. The the meaning of the name is Mother of Fire, which I was just like, ooh, possibilities. So, so that name, so that gave me the only other part of my character, so which was which was trouble. Um, I think her trouble will be her temper. Okay. Um. So that's the only thing I really have so far. <laughs> I have a Bajoran with anger so management. It's, it's Elena's Terrell. Elena's Terrell. So you, so you, if you were a commander, like Terrell and Game of Thrones. No, it's T A R E L, isn't it? Isn't so you would be like, T- so if you were a commander, you would be Commander Terrell. No, you'd be Commander Elena's. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And you're essentially your first name. Your friend. Only my friends would call me Terrell. Everyone else would call me Elena's. That's how their names work, but... Elanis? Commander Elanis. If you were the commander, I have no idea. I'm not going to... commander. I say, what are the dogs? Aren't you chief science officer? Is that what I decided I would do? Well, that's the fine. interesting thing is if that's, you're... That, that's fine. If we decide that Bajor is not a member of the Federation yet, well, are, are you a... You're not in the Bajoran... You're in Starfleet. You're not in the Bajoran militia. No, I'll say I'm in Starfleet. Because if you're in the militia, they go by Major, Colonel, they have the different... No, I would go by... I would say I'm in Starfleet, because that's what we're... If we're a bridge crew... Right. Let's say we're we're Starfleet, right? Yeah. Okay. We're not like a random... Well, it's interesting, because when you watch Deep Space Nine, they We're not like a random ship of rebels of whatever. Well, yeah, you have to see where my character comes from, so you never know. Well, kind of quick question for you, uh, Ryan. Yes. uh, I, you mentioned it briefly, and I didn't think about it, but I really like your idea of doing, like, a son of character. And it kind of gives you more freedom with who you have to do. What happens is the character... 
I want to spoil this. I actually want you to watch the episode and tell me what you think. But okay. watch the episode, see where the character ends, and there's a very kind of decide. Yeah, and there's a kind of good explanation for why he would kind of be back in the game at this point. But it's, I think that there's a lot of anger that the character will probably have. I don't know if anger or you know enthusiasm. He's got a lot of something by this point, and you could definitely. Say, well, it could be the son who's really pissed for his father, but I'm wondering if it would even be if he would lose something making it the son. So watch the episode, and I, you can play it either way. I mean, it's it's a simple change, but I, I don't want to give up on him just quite yet. So your trouble could be something like you really well, you can't dislike Starfleet because you're part of Starfleet, but you well, no, have uh, anger. I would. I'm all I'm going to say right now is anger. Okay, yeah. well, we've got Something we should say for the listeners is to uh, explain that the way fate works is we all kind of throw everything in and kind of make stuff up together, and then Sue is actually guiding the plot of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all of our characters have these aspects that are part of them, and the first one is your high concepts, like the major overarching umbrella of who your character is. Then the second one is your trouble, something that's going to get you in trouble, and Sue can kind of use to uh, add drama and stuff to the story. Mm-hmm. And then you can have up to three or four other ones just as things come up and you have a, a character aspect that you think will be useful, something that you can invoke for positive things and Sue can invoke to uh, cause trouble for you. Yeah. Because... Anger can get you places, but mm-hmm. it can also get you in trouble. It can. And I, I'm looking at the d- a different, uh, you know, this is the approaches, but, like, my approach would probably be sneaky. And again, I, I, I'll table, I want to get on to Bob and Scott's. Yeah, we need to get let's watch, Let's Let's make that our homework assignment to watch that episode, and, the, and we'll rediscuss my character. So let's move on to, um, to Bob's. So let's, let's let Bob go, because if he has to leave nope. before we end. Yeah. I'm trying to also find where Scott posted the, uh, the stuff. For the, ah, here we go. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, so I decided, um, I'm not totally ripped off the wharf, but I, it was funny, uh, I'll, I'll share this. Uh, I, Sue asked me what my character's name was, and it was going to be Frau. From your wharf. But she's like, you should use that. But I was like, no. That would be ridiculous. Uh, I played around with the name generator, and I'm not totally sold on this name, uh, only because it's not from the name generator, but because it actually comes from something else. Um, and I don't think it actually works. I'm not totally sure if it works with being on naming uh, rules. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to have a uh, the car- The way I pronounce it would be uh, Nadak. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily... I'm not even really sold on being a Klingon. I'm just saying... Uh, sort of, I wanted to kind of like some kind of warrior race. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think Klingon... Make but I don't know if that name works. It could be a throwback Ferengi to the, when they were actually scary. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. No, they were no don't make Bob. Don't they were, like, Bob they were like angry monkeys. Don't yeah, they were that. weird. They were weird. No, um, I, I like the idea of Bob being a Klingon, and I like Nadak. Yes. 
N E D A K. Put in various. That that, that works, works as a Klingon that, that name. That works. Now you're are you the security guy? Are you security? To- okay, so if I remember correctly, the four positions we created for the R four characters were that there was the commanding officer, captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was the tactical officer slash security officer. There was science slash medical. Yep. And there was engineering slash more engineering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Scott. Is- well, well, was it engineering slash navigation or no? It, I mean, who's who's flying the ship? I mean, we've had a lot of... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Go and make more characters, Sue. Go. Because I think Scott's going to be pretty much... Okay. <laughs> My character at this point is a parody of Scotty, so I did, may have to develop a little more than that or go in a different direction. I don't know, but... Okay. I gave him a random Scottish name just so I can talk like this the whole thing. Scott had a there comment like in in our chat earlier saying, I'll be from wherever, you know, the Scots are from in Star Trek. I'm like, you mean Scotland? You mean Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, but they might have gone and colonized planets. I- I'm sure there's a new Scotland out there somewhere. I mean, that's usually what they just do on Star Trek. Um, so, all right, anyway, Scott, so what's, basically, what's your name? So- no, wait, what? we're going back with Bob. Never mind, go back to Bob. Oh, I was like, wait, was there, I thought we needed, would we be doing stories or no? Yeah, what's so your, yeah. Okay, so stuff? basically kind of what I figured, um, I don't necessarily know Worf's story, but I was thinking, because like, so question to the Star Trek nerds. Mm-hmm. The Klingons are not a part of the Federation. They are not. They are no. not. So why would my character as a Klingon be a part of the Federation? Worf's character, um, his Worf's poem adopted. Was, he was similar to the one we, we just mentioned where Worf's, um, he was found, a uh, Klingon colony had been destroyed, a Federation starship responded, mm-hmm. and they found uh, basically a baby amongst the wreckage. So yep. one of the Starfleet officers took him home, and he and his Russian wife he's waved Russian. him. And that is, that's yeah. how we get Worf, and that's why he's in Starfleet, because he's kind of the outcast. Um, the Klingons, they, they, they do their own thing. Um, parts of the Klingon plot lines over the runs of the years, there was a civil war at one point for several episodes, um, for several episodes. There, there were triples and there was a, a season wide arc in the middle of Deep Space Nine. This is about four That's years a good ago. Arc. There was a season wide arc one where with, um, the peace oh, treaty the is dissolved with Martok. Martok, the, yeah. That's the a peace great, treaty that's a is dissolved and the Klingons, we, we're only at war briefly, but the Klingons are no longer our allies. So you could put something out there where there's something particular about this Klingon where he just couldn't deal with um, the Empire anymore, and he decided to to, to jump ship and, and join Starfleet. During Which the would war, give our characters something in common, Bob. During because, the war, there was a like, lot of... You know? There was a lot of... It was one... It, we're fighting a race called the Dominion, so near the end of the war, it was all hands on deck, so the Klingons were helping Starfleet, Starfleet was helping the Romulans, vice versa. So it could have been something where you were just... They needed help on the ship so you were thrown onto a Starfleet ship and maybe you stuck for some reason I don't know but one of, one of the thought processes is that a lot of his kind of almost tying into your plot line Ryan of like anger uh, <laughs> oh god we're gonna be an angry crew <laughs> yeah this is probably why they sent us out Scott, Scott and Daniel's characters need to be like the happy ones it's Scott's drunk all the time because he gets well, no, angry no, no, cause, like, what I was gonna say was is that like I'm thinking like with all this war I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, his... Because they don't have wives or 
husband, like his mate, right? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, like his mate and child were like killed in the war, and okay. like by some faction or whatever, and it caused him to be really pissed off and want to kill everyone, kind of thing, or I don't know, or kill a group of people or whatnot. Okay. And of course, that's not really a federation. Well, why would he be in the? In, yeah, because the empire loves that. The other thing which you have to keep yeah. in mind too is Worf is is always been the security guy, and that's very similar to his plot line. It is. I have never watched that far. He there's a there's a similar plot line where Worf spends a lot of time really pissed because of things that happened. So it's like, mm. so I am really kind of. You're really close to Worf. I mean, the other thing you could do is you could pick a race similar to the Klingons, but you could like still. What? He could be a rogue Cardassian. He could well, be. A, I mean, it would. I mean, uh, yeah. he could be a Romulan. Who's left? You could uh, be. Don't be a Borg. Yeah. Let one of us can be like a Borg. <laughs> can be a Borg. Um, no thanks. No, I mean, yeah. You, you know what would be interesting, and this is just the thing: be a be a Klingon, but just be like an atypical Klingon. That might be your best bet because Worf has kind of been like the stereotype. Worf's thing was he wasn't welcomed by the Empire because he was dishonored at one point because they thought that his father was a traitor mm-hmm. and he kind of wore right. the traitor and it actually wasn't his father it was someone else's right so here's, a, here's a random thought not to take it away from characters uh, for a minute and this is me going off on a tangent with little Star uh, Star, Star Wars Star Trek uh, story knowledge so feel free to, to mold this piece of clay with me um, I think it like ghost stuff anyway uh, basically what I was going to say was is that I think it also depends a lot on the story like, why is this group of people together on this ship? And what is their mission from Starfleet? Like, could my character in theory be like there as a like a like our Li- liaison? Liaison from the Klingon Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm. Somehow as a part of Federation. Uh, but then again, I wouldn't be a part of the. I wouldn't be like a officer in Starfleet. But, what they ca- what they kind of did on on Deep Space Nine is because. We were stationed on Bajor, but we were we were administering their station. But we brought our own ship with us. There was Bajoran crew and there was Starfleet crew, and even though they were from two different militaries, so to speak, they still they merged their chain of command a little bit. So there were times when a Bajoran would be ordering a Starfleet officer, and vice versa. It, there, it's not unheard of to say, okay, while you are a Klingon, we're giving you you know, a special commission so that you can be the first officer of this ship or something. Even though you're not in Starfleet, we're going to acknowledge your authority. Mm. So there is a precedent mm. for that, especially after a war. because That's true. Right. right. Because they're helping fill in ranks where they don't have people. Right. Like, they actually have an episode of um, Deep Space where they have to send, um, they want to send a Bajoran Kira into into the, the line, and they're like, they're, no one is going to listen to a Bajoran officer, so Starfleet gives her a, a, a commission. So now she goes in right. the Starfleet uniform, and she's a Starfleet captain for that mission. So that's uh, they kind of play so, around with it. So basically, your character is going to you know, get a field promotion. Right? It doesn't even have to be a promotion. It can just be like your... your you're recognized, your your rank will be recognized, and your position will be recognized, and Starfleet officers will report to you, and tough. <laughs> like, that's kind of how they do it. Yeah, so, that would be kind uh, of like... Yeah, a field a promotion to join Starfleet. Uh, well, it depends. You could... They could say, I want to join Starfleet, and Starfleet can say, we're going to give you a, a field commission. That was kind of the plot of Voyager, where you had 
a ship on its own and captains in, in combat can give field commissions like battlefield commissions, you know, you're, you're now a lieutenant because we, we just ran out because they all died. So what they did in that... was there yeah. just as a liaison, and then the other security officer got killed. Yep. And they're like, and you fill in. well, uh, you do it. <laughs> I was wondering if it was Dalek Scott. Yeah, like was I think we should do that the yeah. whole time he's on. But that was kind of what they did on Voyager, where you had one ship and you had 40 other guys on the ship who don't have jobs, and Janeway gave them all commissions. Right. You're the first officer. You're not in Starfleet, but you're now the first officer, and everyone will report to you. And Yeah, so we can do some fun stuff with it. We can... Kind of wedge you in somewhere. I kind of like right. the idea that you're on there as like a liaison, and you know, the people that can do the job have been killed, and now you've been yeah. deputized. Yeah. Right. Ryan's character was originally the commander, and now he has to move up to be captain, and so you get to slot in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do, and then that creates a lot of controversy because then. What about the guy who was supposed to take over? And now yeah. all of a sudden there's this Klingon who's not even in Starfleet who's who got the job. I mean, people hate it when you hire from outside the company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So then, are you still wanting to go with your trouble being sort of an anchor? We, we have a lot of anger. <laughs> there's a lot of anger on this ship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have meetings. I want more time to think about it then. Okay. Because I really didn't have any desire to be totally rip off work. Just my lack of Star Trek knowledge, ironically enough, by picking very probably like I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> well, speaking of ripoffs, as I said, mine is basically Scotty. Um, I named him Lewis McKinley, Chief Engineer. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Tim Lewis or just Lewis? Just no, Lewis. no, Lewis. Lewis. Okay. I heard Lewis. Tim. No, he. He said him. I named him. I named him. Named Lewis him. McKinley. You're so good at naming things, Scott. I know. <laughs> I looked at random Scottish names and figured out some that went together. And, uh, yeah. Nice. My high concept is keep the ship running, because that's his job. <laughs> and okay. my trouble, uh, assuming we don't, you know, modify it and go in other directions, is she needs more power, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the engineer's trouble all the time. <laughs> more power or more time. This is true. Yeah, that, engineer always needs more time. Trouble, but, you know, it's what no, the engineer it runs into. And it's the problem that they have. I haven't really figured out who this guy is, except he's an excuse for me to talk like this and just sort of wow. go along and do that the whole time. But, what a uh, show off! That's pretty good. <laughs> I think that his running gag should be because Scotty was the best engineer in he all really Starfleet. Scott here should be like the worst, but he covers it very well because he has an accent, so he must be wonderful. And he's like, no one notices that the warp core is not really working very well. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Is that duct tape? Nope. Keep moving along. Maybe he's they Montgomery. Maybe he's maybe he's because he's Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's Montgomery's son with a. Uh, I don't know. I should be in the med bay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that could be cool. I think you're, we're going to need you to be the fun guy because everyone else has a lot of anger, man. No, I mean, I I only get, like, I don't know. I went with temper for mine because it just seemed right when the meaning of the name was Mother of Fire. I was like, whoa, that must mean she has a fiery temper. Or your mother thought you would be the Mother of Fire and you're just very laid back. But, yeah, and, and it's different because you fiery temper is more like a... 
you know, more like a quick... Yeah, it's more like just a reaction. It's not like I walk around angry, you know. And it sounds more like Benjamin is just pissed off. Yeah. Which you have to watch. Don't poke the bear. Find out what happened to me as your homework assignment. (laughs) You'll have to tell us which episode this is. Unless I missed it. I I do, but I'll give it again at the end. So, what do we want? Because I know we're getting near the end and Bob has to leave soon. What do we want to do? Bob is actually back now. Um, Bob is back right now. So, what do we want to do in terms of for next time? What other. Do we want to maybe assign some Star Trek episodes available on Netflix to watch? All right. So, that might be helpful just because, I mean, I know we've seen them, but you forget a lot of stuff. So, my episode, which I'm assigning, is season four of The Next Generation, uh, The Wounded. It's available, I believe, on Netflix, and I'm not sure if it's on Amazon Prime, but it might be, but it's definitely on Netflix. Uh, the Wounded, uh, great episode, one of the best, uh, even if we weren't doing this, I would recommend it. Uh, and my character will be uh, Captain Benjamin Maxwell. That's and a good name. I so, like what are you looking for? Do you want a particular... I'm trying to think for Bajorans. Is there, like, an episode that kind of sums up? What it means to be Bajoran? Do we want There's to probably do? a lot of them. There's I mean, I'd have lot. to go through. I can go through the Deep Space Nine. Do we want to do catalog? And the, just try do we to want find to do one. Bajorans in their faith? Do we want to do Bajorans? I mean, I might have to pick like two. If there's like there's good ones that kind of deal right. with the occupation. I want to do this. others that deal with the faith part. Of I got one for you. I'm going to throw out there um, on Danielle's behalf. Uh, just if you haven't watched Deep Space Nine and you kind of don't get the Bajorans and the Cardassians and you're not sure you know, who the players are, uh, Danielle's episode, what, why don't we do um, season one of Deep Space Nine is the second to last episode and it's called Duet. And uh, Danielle will remember it the minute she looks it up. It's one of it's considered one of the best. She's looking it up very quietly. She's about to say it's a great episode and watch it. So um, we got the wounded from TNG and we got duet from Deep Space Nine. So we need a Klingon episode for Bob. Do we have any Klingon episodes? Do they do any episodes about the Klingons? Um, Oh yeah, there are great Klingon episodes. There's there's a lot. There's a fabulous Deep Space Nine one. um, The one with with Dax. And the three Klingons. Yes. That's a really good one. All right. Um, Are there any episodes where they spend a lot of time in engineering? <laughs> <laughs> what well, do they do down there? Scott, I mean, there's that, There's some great Scotty episodes. If you want to kind of understand. Do you want to do one actually on Scotty himself? Or do you want to do one on engineering? Do. do this one. All right. For Scott. Okay, we're going to do the best of Star Trek here. For Scott, let's assign season six of The Next Generation uh, Relics. So, uh, starring LeVar Burden and James Doohan, guest stars on that episode. So, we're going to do Relics, Duet. Is that good? So, Relics, Duet, The Wounded, and uh, Bob, for yours, like, what kind of episode do you want to kind of bring out? Is it like the anger? Is it the. Like, what do you want to kind of tell about your character? I'm kind of going back to the storyboard because, so, whatever. Uh, Are so we whatever. Do the Dax and the three Klingons? Yeah, so we're gonna do. Um, yeah, you guys talk for a second and I'll pull up the episode. Okay. Something else we should probably consider or start considering. If you have ideas, we can do it now or we can move it to the next one is uh, look at the approaches. Those are the ways that you do things. It's kind of like your skills in D&D, but not really. It's just sort of 
what you're best at out of those things. You get one that's worth plus three points, two that are plus two, two that are plus one, and one that's zero. So for like for mine, I've said as an engineer, you should be really clever, so that's the three. And then my twos are flashy and quick, because those are things that the engineers need to do. Um, he's a little bit careful and sneaky, and he's not at all forceful, because he doesn't have to punch stuff. So, all right, we're all right. I've got the episode here um, for the Klingons. Just a great Klingon episode to kind of give you the background of the characters. I'm going to recommend uh, Deep Space Nine season two, Blood Oath. And if you happen to watch that last and you kind of forget to turn off Netflix and it starts playing the next episode, that's okay. It's called The Maquis, and it kind of it plays a lot into Cardassian politics and so it kind of feeds into it. So you don't have to watch that one, but if you can. Uh, just keep watching after Blood Oath. So, just again, uh, Deep Space Nine, Season... F- I'm sorry, uh, TNG Season 4, The Wounded. Uh, Deep Space Nine, Season 1, Duet. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 2, Blood Oath. And uh, TNG Season 6, Relics for uh, What Engineers Do. And if you have extra time, if you want some bonus points, uh, Deep Space Nine, Season 2, The Maquis. It's actually a two-part episode, but it's really good. I remember Duet. Is it a really good one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good one. So, um. Apparently, some people think it's the best episode. It's actually, yeah. It's it's, really good. It's rated as one of the best of of Star Trek. So. Yeah. Bob, you've been waiting for this a long time. Not really. Okay. (laughs) And with that, that ends this episode of Point of View Weekly. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and the recording, since there's no more live chat. Sorry, folks. We'll hopefully maybe bring it back someday, but, you know, this seems to be working really well for us. So, yeah. Sorry. But anyway, uh, be sure to check it back on the Facebook to get an idea when we'll be recording next, and then when you'll be expecting another episode of the show. Uh, but until then, uh, or and we'll also be posting notes as, like, maybe links to all these things, all these episodes, all the whatnot in the Facebooks. Can we do that? I forget. We can Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll try to figure something out. <laughs> but until then, uh, I, uh, from all of us here at the Perfect Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.